What's up, y'all? This is Tiny and Kelvin Smith. Running back DeAndre Torrey. Senior receiver Michael Lawrence. Senior guard DJ Draper. And you're listening to Bruni's Breakdown Podcast, your home for North Texas sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Bruni's Breakdown, the 24-7 sports podcast. I'm your host and your point guard, Matthew Bruni. And with me is the shooting guard, Colin Mitchell. Are we bringing back Ball Don't Lie? Ball Don't Lie. For those of y'all who don't know who what Ball Don't Lie is, it was our summer men's league team name. And we went one and eight. Nearly two and seven. What was the other win? The playoff game? The playoff game we almost won. I had a great game that game. I had a good game that game. You had a good game too. Did you hit two or three threes? I had I remember the stat line actually. Oh I had six points, eight rebounds, a block. Remember the rebounds, and then I had, and then I had a block on that guy who was talking crap. He was like, "Hand me the ball, I can just get by you." And uh-huh. then he and he stole the ball from from one of our teammates, and I transitioned block with my elbow. Man, you're just like LeBron James. No, it, you were LeBron. Nearly James? not as high, and the block was like way before he you're released the, the ball. You're the Dwayne Wade, and I'm LeBron. That's what this is. So I'm the best player on the team. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, this is not an NBA podcast, but regardless. <sighs> All right, Colin. Actually, Travian was LeBron. Travian was was probably LeBron. Okay. I was more like I had twenty two. I can be Mario Chalmers. That's pretty good, Colin. That's that's pretty good. I'll give you that. All right. I'll, I'll take Mario Chalmers. All right. So we got Mario Chalmers here with Dwayne Wade and from twenty thirteen. And actually not twenty thirteen. They beat the Spurs that year. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. <laughs> and we're gonna bring you the best North Con- North Texas basketball preview podcast in the world. Possibly the best basketball podcast in the world. Probably the best basketball podcast. So if you didn't listen to part one, we did that last week. That we did. We went through every single player, talked about their strengths, their weaknesses, what we want to see them improve on. We talked about the team as a whole, you know, kind of just in a general sense and what they're adding and what they're losing. You know, Ryan Woolridge is gone this year. They added... I mean, three JUCO guys, one graduate transfer and a freshman. Uh, we went through their schedule, which is a very difficult schedule. Very difficult schedule. and Exciting. Um, it's very exciting. It's going to be a fun year. We're two days away now. We're recording this on Sunday. The game's on Tuesday. So you have two days to listen to this and tell your friends. Um, obviously, it'll still be prominent because I don't know how much we're going to learn from the Oklahoma Christian game. Well, but we'll get into based that. on last season. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Who did they play last year? Was that no? Eureka was two years ago, and well, last, last year was the year when they had that cakewalk schedule, and we were like, "Oh, this team's great when they're seventeen and one or whatever they yeah, were." Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. So Oklahoma Christian on Tuesday, and then they go and it gets real, real quickly, which is VCU on the road imagine, on Friday. Division two blowout to possibly getting blown a out top 25 team yeah i cannot wait i cannot wait at all exciting um early tests a couple disclaimers i will not be at the game um i don't know if colin will be at the game or not i you know i have uh i work i write for those of y'all who don't know i write for the denton record chronicle for high school sports and it's a playoff volleyball season and believe it or not, I get paid a lot more for the DRC. So, <laughs> but don't worry. I'm going to get the film, watch the film, break down the film. If anything, it might be even more comprehensive than just going to the Oklahoma Christian yeah. game because. But if I go, you'll get a recap from me, which will be nice and great. Subpar. Terrific. Very terrific subpar recap. I cannot recap. wait for Colin's recap if he goes. Uh, but yeah, so that's a quick disclaimer. Second disclaimer is we called Dang Dango last week. and I'm pretty sure I called him Dangao. All right, whatever we said, it was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, hey, that's the thing about adding new players to the team. Um, obviously, I've been to a lot of practices and stuff, but they never say his full name. So, 
I've been trying to get it right. So it's Dangu. 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 Rhymes with dew. Mountain dew. All right, sure, sure, sure. Or like the dew that comes on the grass in the morning. Oh, okay. Okay, Colin, sure. Mountain dew is the first thing that comes to your mind there, huh? That's kind of concerning. I used to love Mountain dew. Oh, my. What's wrong with Mountain dew? That's pretty bad. (laughs) Mountain dew is like like a that guy drink. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the drink that that guy I was 12 years old drinking Mountain dew, and Colin was already like, disgusting. (laughs) Disgusting. I probably got judged. Anyways, Dengu. So that's the only mistake we made on the last podcast. I don't think there were any other mistakes at all because we are perfect. So anyways, a lot to talk about today. We're going to get into our uh, predictions, like our in-depth predictions in a sense of this team. Well, so A lot less surface level stuff. Yeah, so we're going to go through the pace, rebounding, shooting, defense, playmaking, all that stuff. Then we're going to talk about the Oklahoma Christian and VCU games, uh, just what we are expecting from them, what we want to see. Um, then we're going to get into our superlatives. If you were with us here last year, we go through like the basic NBA Superlatives, MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Breakout Candidate, and Most Likely to Disappoint. All of them. We cover all of our bases here, all right? We don't sugarcoat things. We're just going to go for it. We were pretty spot on last year. so We were. We were. And so we'll we'll get into <laughs> for that For better later. and worse. Yes, for better and worse. <laughs> um, then we get to our predictions. Our win total, Conference USA, will this team make the tournament, how they can make the tournament, all that stuff. And then we have one question from a fan, which we very much appreciate. We appreciate all, any and all questions. Um, I usually tweet them out like the day before our podcast or like on a Saturday or something like that. So be on the lookout for those in the future. All right, Colin, a lot to talk about. It is Graham Castlin's third year here. We covered all the basics last on last week's podcast. Again, go check that out if you haven't. I want to start with this team, what we're expecting from this team from a pace perspective. That's going to be the first thing we talk about because the pace is a very integral part of this sport really yeah I mean it's kind of evolved to where you have to have high pace to be effective exactly and so obviously every coach is going to be like is going to say that they want to get on and run just to see if they can get easy buckets right because every team needs easy buckets and that last year especially this team was out on the break a lot because they were trying to get those transition points so that way they didn't have to go into the half court offense and you know not be very good being the half court offense yeah exactly. exactly and but this year talking to McCaslin it's been kind of a change in thought process, right? Obviously, they're going to look to get easy points in transition because every team does, but they they don't want to force things early in the clock. So it's not going to be as much as whereas last year, you know, Jordan Duffy might pull up for three with 28, 26 on the shot clock and is a decent shot. Maybe it does go in, maybe it doesn't. But instead of taking those looks, he wants to work it a little bit more, maybe shoot with under 15, under 10 seconds left on the clock. And because this team has a much more spread out attack that we covered last week, with a lot more creators and a lot more guys that can attack the rim, I think that the idea this year is going to be either score early within the first, you know, ten seconds, uh, primary or secondary tra- transition, or we're going to work this thing to under ten and we're going to try to get a shot at the rim to get free throws or get a kick out for a three and just work the defense a little bit more because they have more size, more shooting, mm-hmm. and more creating as, from an overall team aspect. Does that sound right? No, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, last year, when they got in the half court, you could almost guarantee it, it was. It almost felt like they were never going to score in the half court offense mm-hmm. because you relied so much on Ryan and there was no spacing on the floor. Whereas this year, you have shooters. You have, I mean, you could argue everybody that that might be in the starting lineup could, could get a bucket if they needed to. I mean, pretty much everyone on this team can. 
has a way of creating a shot no, yeah. of some kind. Yeah, so, and then when you look at the new players, uh, Javion's three, Javion shot 40-something percent from three last year, which is crazy considering we don't right. consider him a shooter. But he can shoot. Dang, yeah, Dango, Dangu can shoot. Uh, Thomas Bell can shoot. So they added, and and they're all crafty. They're exactly. not they're not one dimensional players. Where if you if you stop one facet of their game, then they're just completely. They're not like they're not like Alante Holston from a few years ago. Where yeah. if you just eliminated the inside, then he's not able to do anything on the floor. So this year they're able to they're like you said they're able to take it to that half court offense and run a play and probably have something come of that. Yeah, and the emphasis is a lot different from last year. Um, because they have so many different guys. And so yeah. the practices have been a little different in terms of how they construct them and what they expect from players. And one thing that I found interesting, um, I got these numbers from Fox, so I don't know if they're 100% correct, but well, I'm just going to run with them. Even though last year their emphasis was in one was to push the ball, they were still stuck in the half court a lot of times. And so when they were in the half court, they struggled, obviously, like we said, and they still were fifth worst in Conference USA in terms of pace of play. Okay, so sixty they average sixty seven point four possessions per game, and you look at the top conference, you say it's exactly who who you would assume. FIU at eighty, Marshall at seventy five, UTSA at seventy three. Like they're not going to be at that level, mm-hmm. regardless of like what they try to do. Rice even was at seventy one last year, and then it drops off a little bit. But this team is going to. I don't know how much lower they can go. I don't think they're going to go below 65, which was the lowest. Old Dominion last year was 65. I don't think they go below that. I think they stay around the same level. Because when you think about it, they push the ball a lot, but how much were they actually like getting good shots out of transition last year? Exactly, yeah. I mean, because the transition last year was either Ryan just going to the hole or he kicks it out the very last second to the corner or yeah. the wing. And who knows if those shots were going to go in. This year, you could argue the pace will go up. Mm-hmm. Because they, they, like you said, they have more options in transition. Whereas before, it was always like, okay, Ryan, just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I do want to segue that into our the rebounding topic because the main thing, and I'm going to talk about this in a preview or in, in uh, which comes out on um, tomorrow, Monday, Monday. The rebounding of this team has been the biggest concern so far. All right, that is not something that a lot of people know because in the past two years the rebounding's been a strength mm-hmm. and the defense has been a strength. Yeah, right. The rebounding has been the concern through two scrimmages. All right, New Mexico State they scrimmaged. New Mexico State's always a big team. They got killed on the glass. Uh, they played Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette. They also didn't do great on the boards. Now I wonder if. Since defense rebounding has not been very good in their two scrimmages, obviously, I wonder if it's going to slow them down at all because they're going to have to be have make a more concerted effort for rebounding. As and opposed to last year, yeah. Ryan just kind of snagged rebounds and went, and that was kind of their emphasis, right? So it was like everyone box out, Ryan, get your arms up, and he could elevate obviously a lot, and so he got the ball and just went. And so that was kind of the difference. So that's why I want to see how they handle not being as good of a rebounding team this year compared to last year, whereas the guards were huge rebounding rebounders mm-hmm. for them last year. Like even Duffy rebounded the ball really well for them. And um, uh, McCaslin was telling me that Mo actually led them in rebounding. That's interesting. It's in, it is interesting, right? So it kind of shows that when you're in the system under North Tex, uh, under uh, McCaslin at North Texas, they put so much of an emphasis on rebounding that even guys like Emoji Gibson are going to out-rebound James Reese, Javion Hammett, like the new guys, you know what I'm saying? 
So it's just been kind of a catching up thing for the new guys. Of course, do. yeah. So, I mean, they're playing at a different level. I mean, yeah, you went, yeah. you go from JUCO where you, you're you're arguably the best player in your conference yeah. at that level to now coming into where everyone's kind of playing at the same level. So. Yeah, so that's where my uh, concern is. Uh, from a rebounding perspective, how surprising is it to you that that's their weakest point right now? I mean, I'm not really that surprised at all because, like you said, guards so often would go up and get the ball. I mean, Zach obviously rebounded tons last year, but like you said, Ryan would go up, grab the ball, and just go with it. You don't have a guy that elevates like that and is as physical as Ryan and strong as he is at the guard position. So you're going to have to get rebounds in different ways, whether that is limiting your transition mm-hmm. and just crashing the glass instead. Yeah, honestly, um, Zach Simmons we know is a capable rebounder. We know he's a good rebounder. Obviously, he averaged seven rebounds a game last year. But he's not one of those, like, he's more of a box-out rebounder. Exactly. He's, he's more not, of a he, box-out rebounder than an Andre Drummond. Go, I'm exactly. just going to go get the rebound off the glass. Like, yeah. He doesn't have a great vertical or anything like that, so he has to be in position and be a technical rebounder, where, whereas other guys can just kind of go get the ball. In exactly. And he's only 6'10", and so it's not like he's, like, a seven-footer out here. Yeah. But regardless, um, I'm interested to see him. I think Thomas Bell is going to be going to eventually be a good rebounder. Whether that comes within two weeks or two months, I don't know. But I think he will eventually be a very good rebounder. Uh, Thomas Bell, Dang, Dang, God, I can't even say his name anymore. Dang, you, I'm thinking about it too much. Uh, Dang, also, I think will be a good rebounder in time. It's just kind of when will they be at that level? And yeah. I hope it doesn't cost them too much in non-conference play. Yeah, um, and we'll get into this later. But the non-conference, I feel like, is more to kind of get them assimilated into this level of. I guess play yeah. because whereas last year they played these terrible teams this year, they have a chance to play really good talent and can kind of get there and then be ready for conference, which like, is what matters. Exactly. Um, anything else from a re- rebounding uh, perspective? Uh, how are we? Okay. Here's, I skipped over one thing for pace. What are we expecting? So if let's say that these numbers are right, let's say that they had a 67.4 pace last year. So 67.4 possessions, Per uh, 40 minutes, I believe that's what it is. Yeah, that's the statistic. What do you think that number is? And what do you think that they... Or what do you think they'll rank in Conference USA? I think it's easier to predict the number because I don't know Go all ahead. the Conference USA teams. I'd honestly... I'm going to give it like a range. Okay. I'll, I'll probably say between 65 and 70. That's way too big of a range, Colin. Give me a, so? Give me a two-number range. Two-number range. So okay, like, then give me 65, 67. Okay. So I, think, I think it'll be on the same. Okay. I mean, and, and it so might sli- it might it dip? might improve a little bit, yeah. Okay, and that's just because they'll do it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think they're more dynamic in transition, but they're not going to have as many opportunities. If that makes sense, I think it's going to dip a little bit. I I would I would kind of agree. I'd say sixty five area. I would say sixty five point five ish around there because when you they're going to play better teams, so they have five legitimate non conference games, right? And conference USA, I don't want to say it's better. But I feel like it's not as top heavy as last year, maybe. Um, so the schedule's not gonna be easy. They don't have those cakewalk games they had last year where they were just running out on people and getting easy buckets. Um, mm, is that pace with non conference or with conference? I think it's overall. I think it's over- yeah, it's overall. It's just overall thirty three games. Mm. Then yeah, it might be lower. Though. Um, and so when you play better teams, I feel like they're gonna have to you know work the ball more. And I think that's gonna be interesting to see if how they can create buckets and when they create those buckets. Yeah. When they create those shooting opportunities. Um, from a rebounding perspective, they're obviously were one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Last yeah. They year. were like top 20, I think. Yeah. Right? I, I can't even, um, let me, let me do this. Let me do this. 
what do you f- what do you think? Oh, here we go. Because their defensive rating last year was obviously very good, right? They yeah. They were at like ninety defensive rating. They were doing fantastic, and they were one of the top defensive rebound teams in the country. All right, I have the rankings right here. They were last year. Um, oh, I had it. Well, I have the total rebounding numbers. I don't have the rebounds per game numbers. You have it? No, I have. I I, I thought I, I I was looking at Basketball Reference and uh, it has their defensive rating overall. It does not have their. Yeah, yeah, no. But um, okay. So if I told you this team was top thirty defensive rebounding team last year, which they were, they were top thirty defensive. Yeah, they were definitely for sure. Where do you think, feel like they'll rank out of in the country? Just in the country, out of three hundred fifty teams, that's so tough. Defensive rebounding. That's wise. so tough because we. I mean, honestly, you. Can, I don't even really think you can guess it right now because guys have to catch up. I feel like. Okay. Yes, but they the season is starting in two days. Yeah. So I feel like you can estimate. Give me like m- above average, I guess. So I guess what did we split that in half? One seventy. Give me like one thirtieth. One thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably, I probably, I probably say. I feel like the guards are a lot less physical this year. Yeah, I, I probably say one fifty, one fifty ish. Yeah, um, which, which still isn't going to be bad, but you just have to. They they have to have their strengths in different areas now. Yes, exactly. They, they no longer can rely on. And I think that that's, being the physical team that outworks the opponent. Now it's they're kind of transitioning to that point where they have the talent to 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 outscore teams to to be better than other teams as opposed to just outplaying other teams exactly and then i want this to segue into our defense segment because i feel like they're gonna have to be better as an interior defense group than they've Absolutely. ever been on mckesson because let's go back two years ago right zach simmons started at center but he was a foul he was foul prone he fouled mm-hmm. out all the time but then you go to his backups and it was shane tomorrow tope Rikaway. like they didn't have any rim protection two years ago last year it got better Zach Simmons was a rim protector he wasn't blocking shots but he was deterring shots he was playing vertical he was playing with more uh savvy yeah more savvy more presence around the rim and so that helped them but they still weren't getting blocks Jemiah Simmons didn't turn out to be the blocking guy uh I believe second blocks was Mike Miller and he was six four so um the rim protection has never been a strength of this team but I feel like this year is the year that if the if it is going to be strength, it's going to be this year. And yeah. I think that's a one way to compensate for your rebounding, not only making people miss, obviously, but making them miss. Um, well, because I feel like they're always going to be a good three-point defense team. They've yeah, I mean, they have, they have been, long guys. Yeah. yeah, they've consistently been under McCaslin a great three-point defense team. It's been the interior defense that's made me kind of question a little bit. And so if they can take that step forward as an interior defense team, I feel like they can really, really, really be one of the best defensive teams in the conference and maybe like top 30 in the country just as far as like you know who you're playing and stuff yeah like i'm not going to put them on the same level as other teams but right still there is a uh there's a potential there for this team to be even better defensively and so when you're that much better defensively just in making people miss i feel like you have a better chance at running out and then also rebounding yeah like you'll get and, and a lot of this hinges on zach it's it's right. It's not going to be. He's not going to have somebody, I guess, to kind of help him that much this well, year. Well, the whole the whole emphasis last year was like Ryan Woolridge, Mike Miller, and guys getting up into people and right. stuff. And then if they drove, like Zach would just kind of be like that vertical guy and not foul. And uh, then they'd rotate off that and stuff like that. So this year, I don't know how much defensive like ball pressure they'll have, but I think they'll be able to contest shots in a similar way. They might not have the turnover numbers that. Yeah, uh, that they've had in years past, 
but I think that they're going to make people miss at a at a little bit of a higher rate. Just against good teams, obviously. Yeah. They played bad teams last year. So, um, what are we expecting from them defensively? So, if let's just say that they... Because Hooplins had them at a 90 uh, defensive rating. Exactly. Uh, I, think, I feel like that was... Basketball references in a 92.9. 92.9. I think and that's that was more, a, that was 11th in the country. I'm pretty sure that's more accurate. Yeah. Because uh, Fox has them at a 93.1. Yeah. So, let's say 93. Okay, yeah, so that's that's really around eleventh in the country. That's really good. Yeah, that's very good. Where do you where do you do you want to guess the defense rating? Or do you want to guess where they'll rank in the country? Probably rank in the country. Okay, they're kind of similar in a sense, but I guess. Oh well, we did do pace of play, so we'll do rating. We'll do the rating. Okay, let's go with because they also remember we do remember that they're playing a tougher schedule. Yeah, I know that. I'm trying to keep put that new count because like they had those cakewalk games. Yeah, they had they played freaking Maryland Eastern Shore that held them to thirty points. Yeah, <laughs> and that's gonna skew stuff a little bit. Yeah, and they and they they have easy games this year, obviously, but they have games to counterbalance those this year. So that's why it's gonna be interesting. Um, if I had to guess a defensive rating, I would say ninety six. Ninety six, which I still is a really I, good number. I know it is a really good number, but but to go up three points is obviously substantial, and I think that accounts for the difficulty in uh play. What say you? I was just trying to look at what what it was like with uh, Ryan on the court for defensive rating real quick. Because do you have the hooplins? No, I have it. Uh, so when Ryan was on the court, no, I have a, I have it for basketball reference. So when Ryan was on the court, the defensive rating was ninety three point four, mm-hmm. and then you get to the guys. So when DJ's on the floor, it's one hundred and two. When Rose was on the floor, it was ninety nine. When Duffy was on the floor, it was ninety nine. Zach, it's 98, but he's obviously on the floor with all those guys as well. So, I don't know. And I think 96 is a good number. 96, 97. 96? Yeah. Okay. I think we can both agree on 96. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to calculate something. Okay, babe. That's sweet. Um, did, did you figure it out? What you were doing? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what you were looking at on Basketball Reference. Oh, it's this right here. Conference per 100 possessions. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, conference per 100 possessions. Oh, okay, okay. So that's what what I was basing it off of. I see what you mean. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, okay, cool. Um... All right, so that's what we're expecting from the defense. From a playmaking aspect, this team was middle of the pack assist-wise, I believe. Let me uh, get the exact assist rate numbers here. But as we all know, they weren't very good like in a shooting perspective when you have guys like Jordan Duffy. Um, and Mike Miller didn't shoot a ton, but he shot 39% and whatnot. But they weren't getting to the rim. They weren't getting fouled as much. Um, there was a lot more... How do I say this? There's a lot more predictability in the offense last year. So de- defense has kind of just started taking that away from them, right? So the hope this year is that they start doing more in a variety of ways. They start mm-hmm. creating in a variety of ways. And I feel like that should increase the assist numbers slightly. I don't remember what they averaged as a team last year assist-wise. I have this here. Here, let me just get it real quick. Um, as a team last year, we know that they average okay well they 13, had they averaged 13 assists per game last they had they had 428 assists and that was 202nd in the nation according to basketball okay, reference but yeah so um they averaged 13 assists per game last year the, let's predict that number of assists per game this year man so ryan accounted for four points we're doing conference or total? overall okay 
Ryan had a lot of the assists, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, per game, he had 4.8, and then next was Jordan Duffy at 2.2. So, man, that's tough. 13, I'd, I'd probably say it'll probably go up to like 17. I feel like that's too high. Think it's too high? Yeah, because they're gonna play better, better teams. And then, but see, I don't I think. Like I don't, but early I don't in think, the season, they'll think, struggle more. I think stuff will come easier though. Like I feel like, uh, like uh, you could have had a lot more assists last year if they made threes. Of like, course, if, if yes, they hit right. threes. So I think that they'll get better shots because there's so many, much, so much, so many good shooters on this team that we think, and the ball isn't going to be as dominant. In like Javion's hands, Javion's yes. not going to have the ball in his hands as much as Ryan did. So I feel like assists will come easier for this team. And this team has more spot up shooters, right? So exactly. That, so, that's an automatic assist. Yeah, They're not so, dribbling. So so instead of you kicking out to Duffy, who was iffy from the corner, you're kicking out to Javion or not Javion. You're kicking out to Reese, who's supposed to be you know knocked down from yeah. three. So I would say I, I'm, I'm gonna say fourteen. I'm gonna keep it. You're only gonna go up one. Yeah, I'm only gonna go up one because wow. I'm kind of worried early in the first month that. They're going to turn the ball over more often mm-hmm. than not. I'm kind of worried that they're still adjusting and that they're not quite there yet. And their That's schedule, fair. I feel like they they could have a couple bad losses. In the I think schedule. they'll have bad losses, but I still think that the ball movement will look better this year. I, I agree, but at what point? Yeah, that's okay. the question. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, All right, that's all I have for uh, overall team expectations. Do you want to do offensive rating? Oh, yeah, sure. Let's do offensive rating. What do we have the defense rating at? We had about defense, 96. Yeah, we had a 96. It was 93 last year. Um, do you have the offensive rating from last yes, year? Yes, last year's offensive rating was 103, and yep. it was 189th in the nation. So Fox has as well. Okay. So 189th, that's about middle, a little below average. Yeah. Probably below average. Uh, And 103. That was like basically right middle of the pack for Conference USA as well last year. Um. Where where do I think that's going to be this year? Uh, man, it's tough because nobody's going to have an offensive rating of over like 107, 108. Like that's the high of yeah. in Conference USA at least. Yeah. Um, and we're accounting for the strength of schedule. Yeah. As well. I think it goes up to 104. Yeah. I I'm just going to keep doing these incremental increases. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I honestly don't think this one will change that much at all because of the harder schedule. I think the harder schedule will account for a lot mm-hmm. in this especially. I do think though that last year their struggles obviously brought it down. Yeah. So like there were games at the end of the year last year where they were just like not scoring at all. Yeah, they but were I th- scoring like 50. Yeah. I think we can revisit the ratings a lot more whenever the non-conference schedule is over mm-hmm. for conference. But yeah, I don't I don't I think the it'll balance out to around almost what it is. It'll probably go up though. Yeah. So I'm I'll gonna say 105, 104. Okay, I'm I'm gonna say 104. Um all right. Anything else on the the specifics of the team? No. Spent twenty. I, th- I think that's five minutes on it. Um. All right. So Oklahoma Christian on Tuesday, VCU on Friday. Colin, like you mentioned, very, very, very different level of competition. We expect Oklahoma Christian to be an easy win, as the typical first games of the season are kind of games just to like get people excited. I really don't take much out of them. I think they're kind of boring, and I wish they didn't play them. But I kind of I understand them, right? You want to get a win at home. You want to get your team hyped. You want to go out there and uh, put it on the other team. Get some guys some confidence and everything. Um, but I don't know if there's too much to take out of this game, right? So what can you take out of the Oklahoma Christian game? I think you can take out a play style, how they're going to play this year, um, 
who they plan on using offensively. So like their go-to guy almost. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can take a lot from that. And then just how well acquainted they are because they're bringing a new defense, how well acquainted they are with that. Yes. Uh, I think you make a good point with late in the shot clock, what they do. Like look for that right off yeah. the bat. And, and what kind of plays they run because this is going to be a lot of Grant trying things, saying, okay, this is what I want to do. Let's see how it works in, in a game situation as opposed to the yeah. scrimmage that they've been having. So it'll be interesting to see how that all yes. works out. When there's 10 seconds or less on the shot clock, what do they do? And I typically in years past, obviously, they've gone to a pick and roll. A lot of teams in the NBA and a lot of teams just in general just go to a high pick and roll, you yeah. know, spacing on the space the rest out. And because typically that's over one point possession. Like you can get good offense yeah. out of a pick and roll with good players, a good guard and a good big. And that's what we assume Javion, Zach are. But you also need good shooters as well, exactly. which this team did not have last year. Exactly. So and look for that and see how effective that is. Um, late in the clock situations on that end. Defense, look for their screen coverages. Um, I think you know, I posted on a VIP post, but basically Grant McCaslin said they're going to change. They're changing about 80% of the defense this year. I don't know if I said that last week or not, but this is going to be a very, very, very different defense from last year. And they're going to force everything baseline. They're going to force... They're going to keep teams out of the middle. They're going to try to rotate better. They're going to try to make the rotations more predictable so that way it's not as difficult on players. Um, And I think that their rim protection will be better. So that's one thing you can look for as well is just see how they kind of force teams to play, in a sense, as a defense. Um, See see if that works. Um, I I don't don't really – I don't think you could take much out of, like, the pace of play. I think they're just going to be running up and down. I I don't think you could take too much out of, like, the shooting percentages either. I think Javion probably hit two threes. I think guys like Thomas will hit two threes. Like, you're going to have – maybe even Zach hits a three. You can't take too much out of that either. Um, I think just style of play and – first of all, I don't know how much rebounding you can take out of it, but they better rebound well. Yes. So if, if they, they don't, don't rebound well, then it's then, like, okay, then we need to watch That's a red that. flag for sure. But yeah. if they do rebound well, then it's kind of like, okay, it's expected. So they better rebound well. Um, lastly, I will say ball pressure. We don't know how good the Oklahoma Christian guards are, but if Javion and Mo have good ball pressure, then I'm interested because that means that they are confident in their abilities and that Obviously, they have to stay in front of them, but if they're confident in their abilities and coach is allowing them to pressure the ball two feet, three feet outside the three-point line, that's going to be big because that's what Ryan did, and that forced the offenses into some trouble. So uh, we'll see. Just look for that, how the guards pressure on the perimeter. Um, I think that's that's basically what to look for as far as style-wise. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really think you could look for Passing, it. just basic yeah. passing. Look, see. If, I mean, just, just who's good at what? Is really what yeah, get the basics for. out of these yeah. games, you know. Get get to get to know the guys, get to know uh, the names, and get to see how they play. I mean, we basically gave you an overview of how they play, but see it for yourself and uh, make your own conclusions, and then ask us what we thought about something. So yeah, uh, that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I'm trying to think. Of I don't think you could take much out of rotations, like because, like you said, I think they're going to be trying stuff. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of. Does this work? Does this work? Does this work? Exactly. And so yeah. you're going to see everybody play that's not Redstream, that's not Shaquem, and maybe Jalen. Uh, if Shaquem plays, that'd be interesting, though. I don't think he will. I don't think either Shaquem or Jalen will play. I think they're just. But gonna, if he does. Well, yeah, then he doesn't Redstream, obviously. Yeah. So then we have something to talk about. But nah, right now, I'm not worried about it. Um, center rotations, obviously, I think that'll be bigger against better teams. But I think we basically know, like, I want to see who they go to center when Zach's not on the court. Well, is it well, Dang or is it Thomas? 
I, I think again, I think it'll be trying. They could even just yeah. go straight to to Maya. Maya, there's another. I mean, one. I mean, yeah. we, who knows? I think the VCU game will show us their plans for rotations because they're going to have to play what they think is their best lineup. All right, anything else on the OCU game? No. All right, let's get to VCU. VCU's on the road. It's on Friday night. I will they be... are the top 25. They are 25. Yes, the they top are 25. 25. They are 25. Uh, it's going to be a similar thing. I'm at a football game on Friday, I believe. So we, I'm going to do the same thing, kind of do a film review type thing after the game. Uh, easy thing to look out for here is if anything in starting starting lineup changes. That's the first thing. If he makes a change in the starting lineup, whether he starts dang in week game one and Thompson week game two or vice versa or something like that. If something jarring stuck out to him in week one, or I keep saying week one because football, game <laughs> one, yeah. going to game two, and there's a lineup change. And then further that, the first man off the bench. That should tell you a lot as well. Yeah. So that type of stuff. And then immediately off the bat, just look at how their defensive ball pressure is compared to VCU compared to OCU. Because like we said, they might have a green light to pressure the ball against OCU. VCU, it might be different. But if they're still pressuring the ball, we have to see how they play that. All right. Um, again, late clock situations. See what they do. See if see how long. See what their pace is. If there's a big pace differential. Because like you said, this is a good team. We're going to see them struggle a lot more. And we're going to see how they overcome it. Uh, and then I want to see how the... I mean, how shooters do when... They get better players closing out on them, more athletic players closing I think out. That's on them. probably the most interesting thing I'm 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 into because we know this team can shoot, but there's a difference between shooting with a six two dude closing out on you that doesn't have a great vertical and maybe like isn't a great defender, and VCU who we presumed have more athletic players, better defenders, quicker closeouts. You know you don't have as much time to get the shot off. It's just a completely different game. Last year VCU was second in defensive rating at 89. Holy shit! <laughs> so, um, <laughs> just just looked at that. Thank so, you, Colin, for that. So you can you're we're gonna learn a lot about this team in this VCU game, and we're gonna have a lot to talk about next week because VCU is a legitimate team, and they who, who makes the tournament often. Yes, like like they're gonna play lots of teams. Yes. Shout out Shaka Smart. Yeah, yes. like <laughs> like they're, they're gonna they're gonna go, and so just seeing how. The rotations are see who doesn't play. I'd be surprised if he plays more than eight players. Maybe nine. Maybe DJ slips in there. If it, well, that's see, assuming no so. So this is this is another interesting thing we like because last year they had to use their depth because they had to try so many things to to win games. Yeah. This year we're presuming that they they have their players. We don't really know who's going to play where yet or who's going to start and who's not. But we we assume that they have their players and they're going to ride or die with them mm-hmm. this year. So it'll be interesting to see because if they go nine deep. Again, that's another thing. Like, hey, maybe he, Grant saw something where this guy's maybe not as maybe not what he thought he was. Yeah. So, man, that eight or nine, we might only see eight. And there was a real quickly, Javion Mo. Um, also, we have to remember Rose is suspended, so that takes someone out of that rotation. Um, let me pull the roster up so I don't miss anybody. Javion Mo James. Uh, no, I can't even say he's gonna for sure play. Oh, also I Thomas, Larry, Dang, Zach, and then I think DJ is probably the eighth, right? DJ's definitely the eighth, yeah. I mean, cause cause Rose isn't there, and so it's either DJ or Maya. 
DJ or Maya. No, Maya or takes, Abdullah. Maya takes away too much too much offensively against VCU. No, I agree. Yeah, but I don't know if Abdul's ready. So it's kind of like Maya or Abdul or or DJ obviously as an eighth. But who would you take out? Who who would be your next person to take out in in that eight man? Are we assuming DJ's in the in the eighth spot? Because I only said seven, and then I said either Maya, DJ, or Abdul. Oh, okay. I, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I guess we did take out Rose. Mm. Yeah, I took Rose out. Yeah. I think DJ keeps that spot. I think DJ has to keep that spot. I feel like one, he's he's I, he's too he, solid. Yeah, exactly. He's consistent. You know what you're going to get from him on a nightly basis, and he can pop sometimes for a few threes. I would just worry that you have to play Maya or Abdul if there's big man foul trouble, or if. The big men just need like, or if they're, or if VC is too much size and yeah. physicality, and because obviously Zach, but then it's Zach Thomas and Dang are your only bigs if you're playing like yeah. if you're not playing Abdul and and uh, or Shaquem and Maya, yeah, and Shaquem, so you're limited to three bigs. But then I mean, again, they have size in other places. James Reese is six five. Larry Weiss is six five. Um, J- Javion six four. That is that is the thing with this team that is gonna be a lot different is that they can switch so much more. Because yeah. last year they had, and that's one thing with the defense is look for switching. Yes, in game one, because that you're gonna see a lot on defense of things they've been trying. You're, to yeah, implement. you're gonna see what they want to do. Yes, and exactly. then against VCU, you're gonna see what they know they can do. What they can do. Yeah, exactly. You're 100 percent right. Uh, so that VCU game is gonna tell us a lot. I, I think eight man rotation with DJ is what they prefer to do. Maya's kind of like a backup plan, and then Abdul's backup plan if they need like actual like size because Abdul's more of a three. I don't know if you can play him at a four. No, I don't think you can play him at a four. He's length needs to be on the perimeter. I feel like with him. Yeah. So Maya and Abdul see if they get any run against VCU, uh, barring foul trouble, obviously. But um, that's gonna be interesting. Uh, VCU, uh, see if they try to slow them down. Also, we saw last year a lot of times they tried slowing down good teams and it kind of worked a little bit. And even in year one, they slowed down teams a lot too. So against good teams, I should say, uh, just to keep themselves in the game. Um, especially with this year more size, you know, maybe they can keep teams out of the paint. I think that's going to be the other thing is how their interior defense holds up against VCU. So, uh, anything else with VCU? Anything I think else? that's it. I I have something to add when we talk about dancing, quote unquote, okay, okay. but that's, that's later. Late. Yeah, yeah, that's late. Uh, or do you want to do, do you want to do predictions or superlatives first? Superlatives. I think superlatives. Superlatives. Super, superlatives first. Superlatives? Superlatives. You got me all messed up now. <laughs> you got me all messed okay. up now. I'm I'm so bad at saying that word. Superlatives. Superlatives. I just say superlatives. Some people say like superlatives. I guess. Superlatives. 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 Okay, let's stop now. It's like Spanish. Let's just, let's just continue. All right. Anyways, so like I said, we have six main categories here. Um, you might love this. You might not. I don't care. MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Sixth Man of the Year, Most Improved Player, Breakout Player, and Most Likely to Disappoint. So obviously one of those is negative, but we're gonna do it. Let's get it. Let's start with MVP. Let's go in order. This is this is going to be very tough. The last two and it might be completely different. Like we might have completely different picks. Because last year it was Ryan, Ryan. Yeah, so it was Ryan, I mean, Ryan. I mean, it was. It, We're every, gonna go too deep on all these, by the way. Okay, that's fine. Everyone had a lock last year, whereas this year it's it's a little bit more wide open. So, damn, this is actually really tough, man. And I'm just I have not prepared for this. I'm just I'm just saying what feels right. So. All right, I have I my two deep. I don't know if you're the same. I have my two deep. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. These two could flip for me, so they're kind of interchangeable, but I'm just going to go number one. and I'm, I'm going to rank it number one and number two in terms of what I feel is the more safe answer as number one. Okay. Number one, I have Zachary Simmons as my MVP. 
for this year, which is kind of a stretch because he's a kind of a ground bound center that doesn't get a ton of blocks, doesn't get like a ton of rebounds. He's not going to get like 20 double doubles this year. He's going to, he's going to be solid. Right. So in that sense, it's kind of risky because I feel like he's not the player that's going to like grab our eye. He's not the player that's going to take this team over the top in a sense, but I feel like he is kind of, whereas Ryan last year was set the floor. I feel like Zach is going to set the floor for this team. Zach is going to be the player that this team needs on a nightly basis to get 12 and seven, 12 and seven with one block with two blocks. You know, he has to perform at that level every night or else they're going to kind of struggle in a sense, not because Thomas and Dang and uh, Maya and Abdul aren't capable but if the plan this year is to rest your Shaquem, they don't have a true backup five. Yeah. So, with all that being said, I feel like for them to be successful, Zach has to play, play well, play 27 minutes, 20, 26, 27 minutes a game, not foul out, and be efficient. That's a lot. But I feel like he's capable of it, and I think it's kind of a safe pick for MVP because I don't know if anybody else here is going to jump out. And obviously somebody could. Obviously someone could have that breakout year and take the MVP spot, but I feel like it's kind of the safe pick to take Zach as, as the MVP. Cause I feel like he is the floor of this. How, team. how do you want to do this? Do you want to do, you say one, I say yes, one, you say yes, one. Okay. One, well, I'm going to say Zach Simmons too. Okay. Uh, cause, yeah. I, Cause I had him as well. Again, like you said, he doesn't pop off the page. He doesn't jump off the page or anything like that, but he does set the floor for this team. And this team's performance kind of relies on him because of his interior defense, because of what he's able to do in the post and for pick and rolls and everything like that. I mean, he is the center of what happens on this offense and defense. Yes. So. All right. My second pick. It was either Javion or Thomas Bell, and I went with Thomas Bell. <laughs> Did you have Thomas Bell? I, well? I was at Thomas Bell. All right. Too. We both got Thomas <laughs> Bell here. So much for that being all different. I thought, yeah. God <laughs> dang it. Actually, I could see Mo sliding into my third spot. Actually, mm. I really could. But hold on. Let me let me talk about. Let's talk about Thomas real quick. Um, he's been kind of the surprise. If y'all read my player preview. Grant basically said it's obviously VIP, so you have to be a VIP. But Grant basically said he's been the biggest surprise. Like he's jumped off the page the most. Like he is a guy that has come with a lot of skill, a lot of physical tenacity on both ends of the court. I think that he's going to be able to rebound at a high level. He re- got averaged seven and a half rebounds per game last year at JUCO, and if he can rebound at that level, I'm not even saying saying numbers wise, but if he can have the impact on rebounding at that level and he can defend at a high level his offense is kind of icing on the cake. And I think he's going to be a fine offensive player because I think he'll shoot like 33% or so from three. And then he'll score on the inside as well. So he's kind of a versatile player. I, I'm excited for him. I think yeah. he has the potential to be the MVP, but I have him second. Yeah. That's exactly what I, what I think too. He's second because I, we haven't seen him. I mean, for our own eyes. So, um, I mean, you said everything I'd say more likely to be the MVP of this team. Mo or Reese. Reese. Why? Because he can score in different ways. I think Mo averaged more post points than Reese this year, though. I mean, obviously, well, okay, yes, if, I did ask you potentially. If yes. if Reese gets MVP, he's scoring more than Mo. Yes. I mean, it's not... But in order for Mo to get MVP... He'd have to score more, too. I mean, it's just... it's Who's more likely to average 18? To average 18? 18. Probably Reese, you said. Right? I'd, I'd probably say... I, I, I'd have to say Reese... Mo, that's really interesting. I, and I and I say that because Mo does not do cannot do anything on the inside as of last year. Yes. Um, Reese is athletic. He's tall. He's long. And he can do more than shoot. I mean, 
Mo has shown that he's a lights out shooter, but he hasn't shown much else. Mm-hmm. So if 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 Mo is able to to run a pick and roll really nicely, I mean, yeah. shoot, I mean that opens up a lot of possibilities for him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he has to he has to show that he can do more than just shoot or be a spot up shooter. You know, take that deep three off the dribble. Okay. All right, defensive player of the year time, Colin. So we're going to go too deep here. Okay, I get to go first now because right. you took both my picks. Go ahead. Okay, well, I'm saying Zach because that's easy. Okay, well, I'm not saying Zach, so go ahead. You're not saying Zach? Wow, no, that's not tough. for my first pick, no. I think Zach is the safe pick, one, because yeah. he was also our pick last year Probably. and the year before. But um, I think he's going he's gonna to take another step defensively. <laughs> he's not going to foul as much. He's going to learn how to use his body more, I feel like, this year. He's, he's going to realize more, hey, I'm ground-bound. I'm gonna. He's just gonna work with what he has, and I feel like we're gonna see that a lot more, and not necessarily on the on the stats, but more with just the eye test on how we see him. Um, I guess you can. Do say you that. have a second pick? Not yet. No, I'm thinking right now. Okay. I want you to say yours before I say my my number one pick. Okay, well then say your second. My second pick is also Zachary. Okay, Simmons. you explain why Zach is well, your second pick. Yes, you basically <laughs> summed it up. I think that him as a rim protector is gonna take a big step forward this year, not only in reflective of his stats because he only averaged like point or he averaged like one block a, a game last year. It was like point nine or... Yeah, it was somewhere around there. Yeah. I think he can get up to like 1.5 or something like that. That would be... Terrific, right? Terrific, And yeah. especially if he doesn't foul as a result of those. Like mm-hmm. if it just naturally happens. What do you think he rebounds this year? Still around seven. I think still seven. I think it's still around seven. I agree. Uh, but yeah, so I think that he's just going to become more impactful as a rim protector and if he can be better and be smarter. And um, he took such a big step from freshman to sophomore year. If he can just take a moderate step from sophomore year to junior, I think he's just going to be a terrific player on the inside. And he's going to be the player that he, they, this team needs against really good teams. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. West Kentucky has Charles Bassey still. Yeah. They need to beat West Kentucky to make the tournament. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, we'll see how um, that goes. But I'll probably say Reese. God damn it, Colin. Okay. <laughs> yes, my number one pick for defensive player of the year is James Reese. He is uh, the best perimeter defender except for J.J. Murray, but we don't think J.J. Murray is going to play And he's much. also limited physically. Yes. And so. so James Reese is 6'5". He's long. He's athletic. He can contest shots. He, can, he has good instincts, and he tries on defense. That's honestly – a lot of people don't know trying is – is a lot of de- is a lot of just it's play. like seventy five percent of the battle. Yeah, <laughs> so if you just try, you've you've already won. So James really wants to be a good defender. He's going to guard the other team's best player a lot of times. He's not going to be as good as Ryan. I don't think he's going to be as good as Ryan. I think he'd be better in certain things. But yes, but ball pressure and like actually hounding the other guy, I don't think he's going to be. As yeah, good. he's th- going to be able to contest shots maybe better than Ryan. Yeah, maybe block shots better than Ryan, of course. But um, he's going to be different. And so he's going to be guarding where last year you saw Ryan guard John Elmore. Um, he's going to be in that situation. He's going to be guarding him. He's going to have to get through screens. He's going to have to guard the other team's best player a lot of times. Best wing, I should say. Um, maybe even point guards. Yeah, depending on how good their guard is. Yeah, depending. But he's going to be that guy that they're going to rely on on the defensive side of the ball. And, so, I, and yeah. not only that, I think it's the guy that they were missing last year. Like, I, I would trade Ryan mm-hmm. to guard the primary ball handler for Reese to guard a wing because wings are so much they can do a do a lot for mm-hmm. a team if you have a good wing and I feel like being able to lock that down helps yeah all right so you said Reese second yeah and I said Zach first do you have anything to add for Reese no I was just gonna say, I just said Reese because again he's he's what this team needed last year in terms of 
just being a defender. We haven't not even offensively, just being a defender. North Texas didn't have that long defender that could get after the wings. It was just a bunch of guards, and so that's it. Hardest question is who's third? Who's third? Thomas. Dang. JJ. <laughs> Mo. DJ. Uh, Jalen, give me, give me JJ for third defensive third, player. Of he's the on year. your third because he's, he's gonna guard the primary ball handler. If, if, if he's if in, he he's plays, guarding. Yes. If he's in, he's guarding the primary ball handler. Okay, give him third. All right, I'm gonna go Thomas for third. All right, We're Thomas going. is probably yeah, the actual pick, but I'm gonna stick with my man DJ. <laughs> Sixth man of the year, Colin. Sixth man of the year. So we know who we this predict- we should be different on. We. I don't know, but we predicted starting lineup. Let's just say these are the five starters, right? Let's just go with oh, these five. See, this is now now we're not going to be different. Oh, okay. So okay, never mind, <laughs> never mind, never mind. Because if you don't think this person, these guys are going to start, then you can change yeah. that. My, I think my perception of the starters are going to be Javion's going to start every game, Moe's going to start every game, Zach's going to start every game, Thomas is probably going to start, and Reese is going to start. Those are my starting five. If you have a different starting five, you could definitely say those. So with that being said, I'm going to have pick a six man that's not on those five. But you have someone in mind, so so you go ahead. I think Mo's six man. Yeah, I'm, I remember you bringing up this I up think, last week. I think I think Mo Mo will probably be third in minutes or fourth in minutes on the team, but he's gonna be playing. But he's gonna be coming off the bench to just destroy opposing benches. Man, that'd be fun. That it's just gonna be. I I imagine I'm imagining it happen. I'm imagining Lou Williams esque <laughs> shots just going into the air. That undersized kind of scrawny guard that just gets buckets. That is that is my envision of Mo. And who do you have starting in place of Mo? So I have so my starting five is Reese, yeah, uh, Hamlet, Hamlet, Reese, uh, Simmons, Javion Bell, or whoa, Bell. Joel, Thomas Bell, Thomas Bell, and I think I had Larry last year or last last week. I'm pretty sure I had Larry. Is he Larry? No, I had, I had Dangal, Dangu, I had Dangu, and then Zach. That's what I had. Okay. Okay. And I said if, if yeah, they, that's right. I'm and then I said if they had to put a backup center. And they didn't have Shaquem. Then it was to put Goo in, and then you have Larry as your three. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So that's what I. Have. Um, for me, I'm gonna go Dang as my sixth man of the year because he's gonna play. He's gonna get a lot of minutes. I think he's the first off the bench. Uh, whether that I think he can come in for Thomas or he can come in and play the four, and then when Zach leaves, he can slide down to the five. Right, so I think that's going to buy him a lot of minutes. I, I, I think that's going to give him a lot of. I agree with stats. that. How do you think they'll use him offensively though? Because Thomas and him are obviously completely different players. So yes. if you have him, if you have him as your sixth man, in what aspect? He's a, he's a better shooter than Thomas. First of all, he's probably, right, but he's not going to be in the same shooting situations as Thomas would be. Yes, but there, I mean, you kind of just have to change your personnel in a sense. So I think that he's a better shooter than Thomas. He's has more experience uh, at this level than Thomas. Um, he's obviously not as much as a raw prospect. He's more refined and more skill based and can dribble better and and whatnot. But Thomas is a guy who I think has great upside. So and he's athletic. Yeah, and he's more a little more athletic so i think it's gonna be interesting to see but i think dang definitely gives you the spacing that you need you of want course, as an yeah. offense so that's why i think him coming in he can maybe catch other teams off guard my second pick would be larry you i know you have him kind of starting yeah um, it just depends on what they end up doing with him but yeah yeah i'll, I'll probably have larry now here's something crazy you want to hear something crazy I, I was waiting for you to say it Oh, yeah, oh, really? You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm waiting for you to say it. Oh, okay. Like, tell me what it is. What's crazy? There, I asked. Rose is going to miss the first month of the season? Yes. Just ask. But I kind of believe in him. 
I kind of believe in him. I he he uh, I've been to practice a good amount of times, and he's he's been filling it up. He's I'm not gonna say he's looked like old Rose, but he's been filling it Imagine up. Imagine him and Mo off the bench. Oh, okay. <laughs> him and Mo <laughs> off the bench. Oh old gosh. Rose and new Mo off the bench. <laughs> that would be something. But anyways, uh, it'd be like you know he's been good, and I don't know how high of expectations I have for him. But I've said last year that, or did I, did I say that? Yeah, I I did. I said on the last podcast that. He's kind of the icing on this cake. Like, whatever he provides, you just take. And it's like, okay, cool. If he's going to shoot 35% for three, he's playable. And if not, you don't have to play him. You have DJ you, who you can play. You have Abdul who you can play. I mean, you don't need him. Like, you already have a solid eight-man rotation without him. But he's kind of icing. So, if he can come out and play well and shoot the ball well and not turn it over and play defense, which is a huge question mark, obviously, he can get some minutes. I like and that pick a lot, actually, for your, for a second. I'm interested. No, I think he's third. He's third. He's third. Larry's second. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you're changing your pick now. No, no, no. I'm I'm not changing my pick. I'm just saying I wouldn't be mad if you picked him second. Honestly, I also thought you picked him second. I I heard you say Larry, but then you said that. (laughs) Larry's going to play a lot. Larry's going to play a lot. But that's an interesting pick because he could either not play or he could be be like a flamethrower off the bench. So that'll be interesting. Man, my second deep for six man is a little bit harder. Because my like you said, my starting lineup you started everybody. I didn't. <laughs> he got started seven eight starters. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I mean, you already went with Mo. I, I guess I'll have to say. So it's either it's either Larry. No, you started Larry. No, 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 no. I did not start Larry. I said I start Larry if. Oh, that's right. If, right. if Dane right. comes off the right. bench. So Larry. Because see, Larry will be the primary it ball handler off Larry. the bench. Larry or Rose, like Maya is. We expect him to be better, but how much better? Yeah, Abdul. Limited in a lot of areas. Question, uh, DJ. See, I, I'm thinking that pick, but like I don't know how many minutes he's gonna play. Yeah, but I like Larry's DJ. a safer pick. Larry's a safer, Larry's a safer pick. pick, but then I think of it this way: Javion's gonna be playing how many minutes? Do you think a game? Twenty-eight. Yeah, twenty-nine. Twenty-nine minutes. So that leaves Larry as a primary ball handler for eleven ten. of those minutes yeah. or ten of those minutes. I don't think he's utilized as much as an off-ball player, so that's why I'm hesitant to pick him. DJ men. could be more effective in his minutes. Exactly. That's and that's I why I think and that's why I'm, I think DJ might be a better pick for six man. Okay. So that's your second. Yeah, I'll go with him. Right. Very sleeper six man. Wow, but. we just we're a DJ Draper podcast, huh? No. <laughs> no, yeah, we barely. He just sponsors him. the pod, but that's it. I'm just kidding. He's our intro. He's our intro. <laughs> yeah, he's our intro. No, but I think I think that's a good pick because he provides really good defense and, like you said, he's a solid overall player. So yeah, he's just good. All right. Plus, Mo- he's lights out from NBA three now. So I'm hitting them shots at, mm. at the at media day. Mm. He is a good shooter. He says on the legs. <laughs> I asked him. I walked up to him and I was like, "You using your arms or legs a little bit more?" He's like, "You know what? I think the legs. I'm using the legs a lot more." And I was like, "I was like, oh yeah." He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "How long did it take you?" He's like, "About a week." And I was oh like, "Dang." God. He's got the Pedialyte in him. He's going. <laughs> He's going strong. Your, hey, just remember his DJ's rules to winning a game: put the ball in your best hands player, best player's hands, best player's hands. Wow. P- drink Pedialyte. Uh, drink Pedialyte. And huddle, yep. All right. We didn't huddle, so that's probably why we lost all our games. We did. We did not. <laughs> all right. Uh, most improved player. So this is kind of contingent on players that were here last year, which is not a ton. But yeah, still. so name them off so everyone knows. So they had to play last year too, right? Yeah, you can't count Richards. Can't be Richards. So that's Mo Rose, Maya, uh, buh, 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 Zach, and DJ. Shakim too, I guess. Yes, yeah, I don't. Well, I'm not going to count Shakim's two games in 30 minutes. Okay, well, anyways, those are the six. Okay, I'm going to go first. Go ahead. 
Can I like make it like a one A and one B? No. Okay. Pick one and pick two. I know my pick. I got mine. Okay, I'm gonna go with the safer. I don't really know which one's safer. You want okay. me to pick? No, Since you, go, you apparently go. can't pick. Rose is gonna be my one. Oh my god. Rose is gonna be my one. You know what? That's not a bad pick because he was really awful last year. So go ahead. And when you're shooting 25 percent from three or whatever it was, <laughs> yeah, there's not much worse you can do. I feel like he'll step into. He's gonna be in a role that makes him a lot more comfortable. I feel like he felt like he was relied on yeah. a ton and last there was a lot year. Of pressure and, yeah, year exactly. Last year. He he had pressure to, to to live up to his expectations from his sophomore year. So I think he'll kind of just play freely out there and a lot more looser when he does get his minutes. Yeah. Um again, who knows the extent of how much he'll play. So yeah. that that's what it's all contingent on. Second pick, DJ. Oh my god. DJ Drake well, we Juice. We have completely different picks on this. And there are there's only like four from. players, so that's kind of crazy. I think okay. I think DJ will be will handle the ball a little bit more if when he gets his minutes. I, I compared him. I said he needs to be Patty Mills. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agreed with you last week. Okay. I think I think he'll, I think he'll get more shooting opportunities because there's a lot less. There's more shooters around him. I think he'll get a lot more shooting opportunities, like spotting up. Yeah. So he'll he'll his production will go up a little bit. Okay. So my first pick is Emoja Gibson. Okay. I guess that that was actually a pretty easy pick. Actually. Okay. Damn it! It's not a hot take. <laughs> no, no, no. Because he's going to be relied on a lot. No, more you're, you're yes, you're you're right. He is. Uh, it's not that hot take of a pick, but he's definitely going to shoot better. I mean, he already shot forty percent last year. Well, do you think he's going to improve much from this last like ten games when he was? Yes. So he's going to be a better defender, in my opinion. I think he's going to be maybe the sec- second best on. He was a, he was a really underrated defender last yes, year. Yes, he's underrated. and He's gotten better. He's gotten bigger. He's going to shoot the ball from even deeper. He's gonna, Damian Lillard again. He's worked out shoot, with Dame. Yep, exactly. Shout out Damian Lillard, front of the podcast. When's he coming to the to the, <laughs> to the pit? Imagine, imagine Dame Dame in a in a in a North Texas. Someone schedule Weber State right now. Someone schedule Weber State. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> who wins? Uh, I don't know how good Weber State. Weber State's usually good. All right. Anyways, uh, he's gonna sh- he has a quicker release. He can still shoot the ball. I. Saw him hit a floater or two. If he can score on the inside a little bit better, I'm gonna be ha- really happy with this pick. And then I just want to see him operate a ball roll, but ball screen better. And if he can do that, then I think he's he's gonna take a huge step forward. I think he's gonna be great. Uh, second pick is Jemiah Simmons. Uh, I think his game's gonna slow down for him. Whereas last year, if you if you would have told me he's just as good as last year, I would say you can't play him. But I think that he's going to be very. I think he's gonna be playable in certain spots. He might take the eighth man rotation. Who knows? But I think he's just going to – he's a more physical presence this year. He's a more assertive presence this year. And I think that – I don't know how much it will, will reflect in his shooting percentage and his scoring, but I I just think that he's going to take a little bit of a step forward. In what role do you see him playing, though? Uh, backup four. See, I don't see that at all. I see him as a backup. I can't. Four. I don't. I don't. I don't see. I him. think Dang at the five, him at the four, unless, Thomas at the five, unless him he's at the able four. to hit a three. I do not see them playing him at the four. I I just think that he's gonna be at a if he can get fouled around because the rim. I'd much, then rather, I think that's big. I'd much rather, but see, I don't even see that because he because shooting his free throws were so iffy. Yes, his free throws. I'd much rather good. have an Abdul out there in the corner than a, than than Maya, or I'd rather have Thomas out there. Or I'd rather have. I'd even have Larry out there at the four. I'd rather because he's six five. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. And he's yes, he's athletic, but he does unless he makes a big jump on defense. I don't really see a reason why you even want to play him at the four if he limits you so much offensively. It is true. It is true. There are questions. I'm not going to debate that. I, so I can only I could only say you could put him at the five. 
I think you can play him at the four at times because I think he's going to take a little improvement offensively and he's going to be smart with the ball. He's not going to turn the ball over as much. He, I need to see his defense take a step forward to ensure this, but I, I he's going to be my second pick. That's tough. You could have picked like anybody else. <laughs> I'm not trying to trash him. I'm just saying I don't no, see it. No, I know, it. no, I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I just don't see how you can say that. Zach is also going to take a good step forward, I I presume. I yeah, Rose, Zach was our most improved last Rose year. Rose is a good pick. Rose is a good pick, actually. But regardless. Okay. Uh, most improved. Oh, I just said that. Breakout candidate, Colin. So this is the new players. And this, this is kind oh, of. Oh, this is only new players? Oh, no, no. It can be anybody. But breakout candidate amongst anybody on the team here. Who do, who do you got, Colin? Do you have a name? Like, is is, uh, is our definition of breakout oh, is who is going to come in here like, like it's, if it's like Javion, like he, he can't be a breakout unless he like overperforms. It's like whoever overperforms expectations. Yes, right? yes, yes. Okay. So expectations are different for each player. So who's gonna like actually like break onto the scene and be like, wow, wow. I think most man, that's tough. Last year was. I'm gonna Michael contradict Lewis. some of my picks for my other things though. If I do this. Okay. Well, here's here's mine. Yeah, it's your turn to go first, anyways. This is really tough. It is. Okay, I'll say mine. I, I, I have a name. Because when we predict, we've already talked about every single player and where we think their expectations are, right? So breakout candidate, we have to kind of like exceed those. Right. It's it's gonna it's gonna say okay, most likely. Let's go most likely to break to to become a breakout player. Yes, that's I guess that's what it was. Yeah. Instead of like saying that this player is gonna definitely like surprise people. Okay. Uh, Breakout candidate number one. I'm I'm going with Larry Weiss just because okay. I feel like his usage rate is going to be pretty high, and I feel like he could he can get 20 minutes a game, and I think he could be if he can be effective in those minutes as far as a uh, ball screen operator, and if his defense is as is capable, I guess is adequate, then I think he can really be a have you solid seen him operate a pick and roll or anything like yes. that in practice? Yeah. Yes, and he's been pretty aggressive off of them too. That's what I've been kind of interested by. He's come he's come off it a good amount of times and shot the three. Really? Yeah. That's like they I go under have, it. I would, and he not, just, I would not have thought that at all. Right? And he was probably only like one of four on those. What about on the inside, though? That's where I need to see him a little bit more. Like, I need to see him get two feet in the paint and finish and contact, finish around people and stuff like that. That's what I'm a little hesitant for. But he's not afraid to shoot. So yeah. that's where I'm kind of happy with that. See, I was, so he's not going to like catch your eye as far as stuff goes. Yeah. But if he can come in, be a good backup point guard, and do things well in his like 15 minutes a game. I think that's a big win because last no, year I definitely, they, didn't they didn't have, have a backup point guard last year. Um, I think he can't only play point guard if he's going to be breakout candidate. Okay. He'll have to he'll have to, he'll have to come in and play. I think he'll play the one or three. I don't think he'll play the two, just because of shooting sake. Um, but no, if he, if he plays those twenty minutes or fifteen minutes, yes, he would be probably my my candidate one. Candidate two for me, it's kind of tough, but I I guess I'd probably have to say. Tough. Reese, I guess. Okay. There's so many. There's so many yeah, new players. He, I mean, there's a chance he could. He could like go for like 17 a game. Yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, there and is. If a he chance. does that, then it's like okay. There's, but but he's. I feel like he's coming into the season. Everyone's expecting like you and I are being yeah, modest, saying like saying 12, like 12, yeah, 13. like 11, 12, modest numbers. But he has the ability to pop, and if he's able to put those consistently together, then I feel like he could be. He could be Rose from his from yeah. sophomore year. Well, I have two players, and I, I might as well say Maya again because I I, I predicted him as most for as, breakout as uh, most improved. So I might as well throw him in there, and then I'll I'll go DJ as well. You got three of them. <laughs> yeah, I got three of them. Well, DJ and Maya are on the same level for me because they're just like they're players that I feel like people aren't really expecting, and I feel like they could have good seasons. DJ okay. DJ is obviously people are expecting him to be fine, 
But um, I think if DJ takes on that Patty Mills role and comes in, Patty Mills dropped thirty five last uh, last night. By the Imagine way, Imagine DJ dropping thirty five. He's done it before. Remember the Rice game a couple it years ago where he, had, where he had like seven threes against on against Rice on the road. Imagine two years ago, <laughs> and that was when Rose hit like eleven. Imagine DJ coming off a screen and just hitting a midi. <laughs> like let's not. Let's never. I'm do just. That. A, well, I'm thinking like Patty, like going around yeah, I with know, the ball. I know he curls a lot. Um. All right. That's those are my breakout players. Uh. All right. Most likely to, to disappoint, Con. Let's get serious. One A. Oh gosh. One A and one B. Oh no. Sorry. Just one. I I don't know why I said one A. JV on Hamlet. Oh shit. Okay. All right. And, and again, it, and this is this isn't a hit on JV on it because I think his production will be fine. I think it's going to be how he's looked at compared to Ryan. I feel like people are going to compare him to Ryan and what he did last year, and he's going to catch a lot of flack for things that maybe he shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why people he might be the, one of the most disappointing players. Yeah. It's a really good explanation. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Do I need to explain any more? No, no, I'm trying to think of mine. Trying <laughs> You're trying to think of one better. I'm very scared. No, I'm not scared, but I'm trying to think. Uh Disappointing player. This is tough. This is really tough. Because again, we have high expectations for so many players on this team. Well, yeah, because they're they they they're, they're here on to paper, do that. On paper, they are good players. Well, yeah, like, well, they're here to be. I mean, they're here to win. I yes. mean, they're not. This isn't the team is now where it's supposed to be at in Grant's third year. You know, you're right. So Javion's an interesting pick. I wouldn't. I wasn't going to pick Javion just because I feel like he's like going to he's going to be consistently good. But I think you bring up a good point in that when he's Ryan had the ball in his hands 50% of the time last year. If this offense is more of a team-oriented thing... People are going to wonder. People are going to think, oh, this team... It's not in Javion's hand because yeah. he can't do it. Where that's not why. So, it's... it's. I mean, so many times people would, would cheer when Ryan, you know, jumped out of bounds and would, you know, do yeah. some athletic play. Javion's probably capable of being athletic and stuff, but he's not... Ryan's a di- completely different player than Javion. Javion will do other things better than Ryan, but he's also deficient in the plays... He's 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 less good in the plays that made Ryan so well liked by fans. Exactly, I know what you mean. So, all right, I have two. Well, just say your first one because I have to say my second one. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot. You're completely mixing up your own rules. This is really difficult, and this guy, he's the nicest guy on the team too. So I, just like, dang, but, yes, dang. Oh, it is dang. I didn't. I didn't Dangu. I <laughs> um, no, but I I like Dangu. I'm just interested to see. If he can do more, and he's done more than just be a you know spot up shooter and a rebounder, I want to see him do more and score on the inside and defend on the inside and play backup center. That's a lot to ask from from a guy who's six eight and he's not the biggest dude. He's not like he's not filled out like Zach is, but he has a lot of experience playing at North Dakota State, which is not a bad school. So that's why the perception of him is going to be like, all right, we know what we're going to get from him, right? I'm just worried that he's going to have a lot on his plate. Yeah. Like he's going to have to, he might have to be the second best forward on this team at times. Well, he's expected to do tons more than Tope. Oh, yes, exactly. That's what uh, what I'm saying. The expectations for him are very high to come in as a graduate transfer. And he's never started a game before. I mean, he started like two games in his career before. Uh, You're saying he should start. He Maybe he will start. I don't know. But there's a lot hinging on Dang right now. And I'm just I, I just need to see it more so I yeah. um I need to see his kind of see him hold up against really good teams which they're gonna play and I need I want to see what he does on offense because he's a smart player 
but I feel like there are times where he's going to be limited. So if he can prove me wrong and he can, you know, get in the paint and do be effective inside the paint on both offense and defense, I think that he'll be just fine. But I need to see that more, and I, I, I'm interested to see if, if he can do that or if he's just a 3 and D and 3 rebounding type guy. That's my first pick. You have your, you have your second pick? Yes, my second pick. It, it, it might not be. I think we have the same pick. Go ahead. I don't know if it's the same pick. I, it's Abdul. Yeah. I think Abdul's yeah, going to be. Yeah, Abdul too. Oh, okay. And that's because last year, you and I both sat here and were like, okay, burn his red shirt. Bring him in. He'll yeah. bring length. He'll bring defense. He'll bring physicality. It's kind of trending toward maybe that not happening as much as we thought it, yeah. it was. And I think he has the possibility of just not playing. It's really interesting. Like it's really interesting. Like like he went. We went from saying last year that he should start because of his length, because of his is the way is he is in his length and everything. To now and now I'm saying play my own. Yeah, I I mean at this point or right now and yeah. the way that I've kind of understood everything, I'd rather play Maya. Yeah. So. Ah, it's interesting because Abdul is my pick as well, and I don't know how high expectations are for him. So yeah, that's why and it's kind it, of, and it it's really depends. It really depends on the role that he's expected to play. Because, like I said earlier, I'd rather have him at the four than Maya at the four. Yes, yes, he can shoot better. Yeah, than Maya, exactly. For sure. Because he's able to be used in that way. But if he's used where I think Maya would be used to to guard to be a defensive you yes. know, stopper, I'm not sure that that he's able to do that in yeah. the post or at center. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a good rebounder and he can shoot. Those are his two biggest attributes, and he's long, so he. At least has the physical capabilities to be effective, right. right? Yeah. The question is, where will this team need him to step in? Because now they have a good amount of forwards ahead of him that are substantially better in yeah. a lot of areas. So that's why I don't I didn't have him in my eight man rotation. And then it was either, you know, him or Maya battling it out for like that ninth spot. I'm interested. I don't know if he's gonna play off the bat, but you know, injuries happen, so I'm sure he'll get playing time eventually, or you know, people might have, you know, get benched or something. I don't know. But Abdul is going to have to prove to us that he's going to make the right decision. He's not going to turn the ball over and he can play defense. I think we know, we know he can rebound. We know he can kind of shoot. So we I know think this skilled. Oklahoma Christian game will kind of help us figure out who those last two guys will be coming off the bench. If at all, you know, the ninth guy or eighth guy, however you want to, you want to spin it where, where they'll come off the bench. And like, if we see uh, Abdul get hot and hit a couple threes from the corner, yeah. Then, then maybe he'll play against VC. I mean, things like that is what I think we can keep out for to kind of keep our eye on that. So, yeah. so yours were Javion and uh, Abdul, and mine were uh, Dang and Abdul. Yep. Okay, cool. All right. Did you? Are we writing these down so we can revisit these? <sighs> no. We can do it later. Don't worry about it. You want me to write them down right now? I got my book out. We'll, 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 re- we'll recap it once we're done, unless we are done. Okay. No, no, no. We got predictions to do. No, no. Done with the super. Oh yeah, we're done with superlatives. So we can just run through oh, real, real That's fast. That's a good point. That's yeah, true. we can just run through for fast. those y'all. Because that was kind of a long segment. Yeah, so so, so I had... Uh, MVP... Zach. We both had Zach. You just want to go one deep here, for this? Hold on, wait. Yeah, let me just write this out. Colin, Bruni. Let me make a T-chart right here. So MVP, what are... MVP, Zach. Yep. Zach. Uh, DPOY. Zach. You went Zach. I went Thomas. Yes. Yeah, I went Thomas. Um, Sixth man of the year. Mo. You said Mo. I said... uh, Dang. Um, most improved player. Oh, I don't remember what I said. You said Rose? Did you no, say- I did not say Rose. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. You said Rose for one of them. Was he my one number one? 
It was either Rose or... You're right, it was Rose. It was Rose, because it can only be four. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Rose. And then I had Mo, I think. Yeah, I had Mo. Um, breakout candidates. I had DJ. No, I had Reese. I had Reese. I had Reese. Yeah, you had Reese. I, D- I thought I had DJ for something. Breakout, I had... Was Maya my first pick? <laughs> no, Maya was your second pick. Breakout... I actually don't remember who I had. Oh, Larry. Yeah, you had Larry. Okay. And then Disappoint... I had Dang. You had J- JVL. Yep. Okay, but all right. Predictions time, Colin. Last last year this team went twenty one and twelve. Uh we've talked about it before. They had a very schedule. It's gonna be very yeah, they different went eight schedule. and ten conference. Yes, eight and ten in conference play. This year let me pull up their schedule. So that way I make sure we're all right. Um they have one do you have their schedule? Oh you know. No, I don't have the schedule, but I I, I kinda looked at stuff three, earlier four, while we were five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen non-conference games, and as usual, eighteen, eighteen, eighteen conference games. I yeah, believe it makes is, sense. Right? I believe it is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Um, yeah, that's what it was. So thirty-one games, not including tournaments. Uh, we'll get into a tournament prediction later, but just thirty-one games regular season. What are we predicting here? We've already said eight and we've already said five games in non-conference that you're not going to be favored in, right? Yes. So, so that puts us theoretically just like at a basic level. That's eight and five in non-conference play, and then in conference play, that's where our biggest predictions are going to have to happen. So, what do you? Okay, well, real quick, what do you think they go in non-conference play? Are you going eight and five? Are you going safe? So, man, it's I. I feel like they might steal one of those games. It's early season, and it always happens. And I feel like that could be like the in Arkansas. You know we're not counting, though. In Oklahoma. I feel like one of those two games they might be able to steal. Because Oklahoma last year was competitive in the first half. Yes. And then they just let it yes. let it go. And that was more so because they were so limited offensively than it was. Yes, their offense stalled. Yeah, so. Um, also, we're not including, in those five, we're not including a road game at UT Arlington. So that's a, that's, that's a sixth game that's going to be tough. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, every other game will be easy. No, I think I think they'll steal one. So nine, nine but they could also lose one of the others. So I'm gonna go eight and five. All right, Colin goes eight and five in non-conference. I'm writing these down. But I do think they steal one of those one of those big those okay, big bet. teams. Let me let me put an asterisk. Beat. Good. Beat Power Five team. But I, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Ah, uh, this is tough. See, it is tough because even the teams that are bad or quote unquote bad on their on their schedule are pretty good compared to what Eastern they did Michigan, last year. Eastern Michigan, Rhode Island, UT Arlington, Little Rock. Uh, that's it, really. They're not. I'm worried a, about the UT Arlington game. On the they're road. not playing a Maryland Eastern Shore. Game. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're playing bad. They're playing a couple bad teams, but you know, it's it happens. Uh, I'm gonna roll with. I think they pick up a win against. Mm, damn, this is really difficult, actually. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can pick them to win that game. This is difficult, Colin. I'm just going to roll 8-5, and five too. Well, yeah, because... Yeah. I don't think they beat one of those teams, though. I think they beat everybody else. Okay, so you think it? You think it's I think just... they beat UT Arlington and they beat the other okay, schools. so you think it's just clear-cut, and whereas I think they beat a yeah, big team. Yeah, I, I don't see them... See, the thing is, early in the season, they have VCU Arkansas. 
they're not. I don't. I think early in the season, I think that's where their struggles are going to come. Okay, but, I think but, they're going to grow into being a. But good I team. think they could steal the Arkansas game or the no, they could or, or the Oklahoma game for sure. But they play that in nine days. Right, but I'm saying I don't think this team is but, ready. But, to but play. every year, every year, there's always one team. You're right. There's always a really big team that loses to some to some team. No, you're it's, right. I mean, it's college basketball. It's, anything can happen. You're we right. I just tournament. don't. Where last year, I think they were ahead of the curve early in the season. This year, they're going to be. But I think in curve. hindsight, they weren't. I think last year, no, they, they were. I don't think so. They were. They they beat the hell out of Portland State, Hawaii on the road. But like, were those teams really any good compared to the teams? That but they weren't bad. Like they were beating those teams with like comfortably just because they were ahead just because they knew but but that was what they were gonna do this right, year they don't know what's gonna work right but that was being defensive of defensive juggernaut where against good teams really good teams you can't do that yes but last year they knew what they were this year they don't know what they are so la- last year this year we don't know if they're gonna be a good rebound team this year we don't know how they're gonna be defensively this year we don't know I mean, we assume they're going to be better. But at I, shooting. I think I, I think and the offenses, both the systems are are different. Like offense and defense, their their systems are going to be different. That's going to take some time. They I could th- definitely be. I Arkansas. think they're clo- I think they're closer than 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 what you think to figuring it out more. So I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked if they beat Arkansas because Arkansas is not this juggernaut. But I'm not picking that. We, we I think re- the most likely win of those five is going to be Oklahoma. Because it's a home game? No, because I don't think they're beating Utah State in Jamaica, and they're not beating Dayton. Dayton on the road. You don't think Dayton, Arkansas is one of them? Good. I don't. I think they have. I think they're more likely to be Oklahoma than Arkansas. Okay, no, that's fair. You know, Which that's is kind of crazy, but I mean, Oklahoma's picked to come in. Uh, what did what did what did uh, Colin say last night? Was it ninth or tenth or eleventh? They like, said eighth. Bottom he said half, it was eighth. Eighth. Okay. Yeah. Bottom yeah. half of Big Twelve. Yeah. Arkansas is probably in a similar boat, but they get they get Oklahoma. Three home, weeks later, and they get them home, and Arkansas is on the road, and they've not, this team's not really been a good road team. Yeah, so I'm gonna go Oklahoma as their game. They could, yeah, steal. I think they could steal either one of those. Teams. Yeah, that for sure. All right, uh, so that's our that's that, and then in conference play, give us a record out of 18. But remember, it's pod play, <laughs> so they're gonna play 14 games. I know, like, and then it's so it, hard it, to it predict. Cha- that. Yeah, it's it's hard, right? So you they're gonna play 14 games, so they'll play thir- all 13 teams. Let's predict once. the first 14. Okay. Wait, who do they play twice in conference? Because remember, yeah. they play 13 teams and they play yeah. one team twice. Because there's Rice. no there's no way we can predict. It's Rice again. They play Rice twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. The same as last year. Okay. Well. It's, 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 it's like flipped scheduling. Like, the like they basically just moved it down. So, they play Western, Marshall, FIU, FAU, whereas last year they finished yeah, they with those games. they played them at the end. Yeah. And then they play Southern Miss, LaTeX, Rice, UTSA. So, huh. that's it's kind of flipped. That's weird. It's kind of cool. Okay, so they went 8-10 and 10 last year in conference. Yes. Obviously, that's with those four games. If we're only going to do those 14, I guess... I mean, okay, let's I think see. I'm going to say 7-7. Seven and seven. Oh, my gosh. I don't really know how bad these teams are compared to last year, though. Western, FAU, good. La Tech, good. UTSA, good. UTEP, good. OD... And middle, and... I'm gonna go nine and five. Think? I'm saying I'm saying seven and seven because I think this team when it wins will convincingly win. Whereas last year it was they barely escaped by the by the thread of their teeth. Yeah. And then let's assume that in their pod play they go two and two. Just yeah. So, so I think that when they win they'll win and it'll look like they put the whole thing together. But when they lose, I think it'll be because they're they lack that chemistry that the, last year's team had. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I don't think they'll get blown out 
like they like they did last year in certain games. I think they'll win convincingly, or they'll win like they like it's they're supposed to win. Yeah. Whereas last year we thought they should have lost a lot of games. Yeah. So, okay. So you we have you have them just assuming that the final four games they go two and two in pod play. You have them at seventeen and fourteen. I have them at nineteen and twelve. Does that sound right to you? Do you want to edit? No, that that, that, that sounds good. Okay. Um, all right. Where do you feel like they're most likely to finish in conference play? If you had to put one pick, they were predicted coming seventh in the preseason poll. Where do you? If you had one pick, what is their most? What was likely? eight and ten last year? Would that get them tenth? Tenth. I feel yeah. like they'd probably be. Yeah. I, don't, I guess it, I. I don't really know if if it could be a seven seed or eight. What's seed. the most likely outcome, Con? Seven seed, I guess. Eight seed. Seven, eight. I don't. I mean, I just, nah, it's just flipping on me. Colin. It just depends. Whatever the record is, I don't really know. You have them at nine and nine. Right. I'm saying it depends on like what other teams' records are. We're just seven. But but it's gonna be like a like a seven that's like I'm can make six. some noise. Well, I'm gonna say six. I think seven it, that's gonna make some noise. Well, I no, like, I know what you're saying. Like, it's like, just funny. like you know what I mean. They're gonna put more together as the season goes it's on. It's gonna look better than it was. Yes. Well, I feel like I mean this is obviously super far away, but I feel like they're gonna be going into that tournament, finally realizing what it's all like, and then they're gonna be able to do something like, like FAU last year. Yeah. That big a big team with some scores yeah. who didn't really put it together early, but then did later. Okay. So you have seventh, sixth. I have sixth. All right, let's talk about how they can make the tournament. Actually, before we do that, because I want to end with that question, we have one question from Twitter, which I will read. Okay. From Jonathan Dennis. If you had to play a game with only six players, a la FIU last year, which six are you choosing? For those of you who don't know, they only had six players last year when they played at FIU, which was awful, and a lot of players played 40 minutes. It kind of encapsulated their injuries last year. If you had to play six players, so let's say a six-man rotation, they had to play FIU with six players this year. Give me the ones who did it before. Who you I'm, just kid- I'm just kidding. Give me the same. <laughs> uh, so they have to play 40 minutes. You have to keep fatigue into account here. Okay. All right. We're getting in-depth. I think Thomas, because he can play the okay. four and the five. Here we go. Here we go. Larry, Reese. No, Larry's not playing it. Larry's not playing. Larry absolutely has to. No, play. Larry's. Look, I'm telling you right now. I've heard from both the scrimmages. He has not been in enough good enough shape at this point. In the really, game. he just looks so in shape. <laughs> no, he's he's got he's getting winded pretty. Okay, good. then scratch Larry. I guess I have to go with Javion then. Javion, Reese, Thomas, Zach make it. I feel like Zach has to make it. We said he's their that, floor. I know, I know, but I'm trying to think of the four. I don't know what the four is going to be. Uh, we'll go Zach right now, and then my sixth man. It's got to be Mo. You've only named four. No, Javion, James, Thomas, Zach. Yeah, I know. I'm skipping the four, the four spot because oh I don't know it okay. yet. And then Mo, who's I mean, it, who Dang, I have left? There's Dang. Who, yeah, who do I have left? There's either Dang, Rose, Mo. Oh no, Did you, you said Mo. Dang, Rose, Maya. DJ, <laughs> Abdul. Give me DJ. All right, there we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, yeah, my I man DJ ran the point last year. I definitely want some some ball handlers here, so I'm gonna go Javion, uh, D- Javion, Mo, Zach, Thomas. <laughs> You're the same boat. You pick the same four. No, I'm, I might pick the same six. Ah. <laughs> uh. DJ and Jalen Jackson. Jalen Jackson? Oh, Jalen Jackson. I didn't even know he was in the equation. I don't know either, but he's he's my pick. Honestly, he's... Like, if I'm picking a game to win my life, 
win my life, save my life. Jalen, Jalen's probably up there. Okay, who would you pick in one on one to win to win for your life against the whole team, like it's like a tournament? James Reese. You pick James Reese? Yeah. Defense wins championships. Who are you going? Jalen Jackson. Oh my god. Jalen Jackson putting clamps down on everybody. Yeah, all right. One on one. Yeah, I mean he he's good. He's great. All right. Uh, real quickly, let's talk about what this team has to do to make the tournament. Colin, how many? Like, what what do they have to do? I mean, besides win the conference tournament. Right. I think all they have to do is all they have to do. They what they have to do is all they have to do is just be together as a team. <laughs> no, like I, 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 that was a really bad wording. Like last year, last year, last year, there was some tension. There was some tension. There was some tension at the end of last year. There was so there was high expectations, yes. And then it just fell off. There were injuries. I mean, Rose was getting yelled at. You know, people Rose is still going to get yelled Rose at. Rose is still going to get right. But you know what I mean. Yes. The team just didn't seem together. Like, you know, they still do their huddles and stuff, yes. but you know what I mean? That was the funniest thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want them to have fun, too? You, 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 threw, you threw me all off. They just want to have you fun threw me and all off. come together. And... <laughs> Stop. No, but I think that they need to just, they need to have the chemistry up. The chemistry right. needs to be high. They need to, they need to, know, they need to know, know who their the guys are to score on this team. You just completely <laughs> ruined everything. I'm like having a stroke. I can't explain what I want to say. <laughs> You, I'm gonna. Can I? Can I re-answer after you so answer? Off can you? Can you re-answer after you answer? Can I? Wait. Can I re-answer after you answer? Because I just completely ruined everything with what I was no, gonna say. No, it's perfect. Bro. It was it's not perfect. perfect. It's I, perfect. I, I know what you're saying. But <laughs> no one else does. So you. So you say yours, and I'll re-explain mine after I stop having my my brain death. We just had a whole in-depth hour and a half podcast about you know pace of play and <laughs> so they just and need offensive and defensive rate. <laughs> what they have to do he said just come together <laughs> just huddle more drink that pity light <laughs> put the ball uh, put the ball in I'm the best crying. player's hands I'm crying dude no that's good that's good that's good that does not count I'm redoing my <laughs> I have to re-say it in a, in a better way alright uh, well my answer in order to make the tournament obviously they have to make okay so here here's my thing <sighs> um they have to win the tournament, and in order to get to the level to where they have to win the tournament at, they have to hit their stride. So I think they have to go like fourteen and four in conference play. I think you have to have a great conference. But play. you just said they're going to go nine and five. No, I did. Are we I'm not saying, basing? I see. I was trying to base mine off of what my <laughs> prediction was. Okay, if they go. Okay, here's the thing. If they go nine and five in conference play, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have to so stay together. <laughs> Oh man, I can't even think anymore, dude. Uh um, You ruin everything. If they go 9 and 5 in conference or before the pool play, so if they go 11 and 7 in conference play. In order for them to win the tournament, they're going to have to be playing exceptionally well not only on with their interior defense in order to beat a team like Western Kentucky. They're going to have to be shooting the ball better than any team in the country. Javion's going to have to come on as a shooter. Reese and Mo are going to have to be good shooters. DJ's going to have to establish himself as a Patty Mills, play really, shoot the ball really well. Uh, their pick and roll is going to have to be deadly with Javion and uh, Zach. Thomas is going to have to come in and be one of the best players in Conference, conference USA. He's going to have to, he's, Thomas has to be the MVP of this team if they're going to make a run. 
I like I like that. So he's so kind Zach of their is MVP. Yeah, Exa- that's exactly. So like Zach last is going to be their floor. Thomas is going to be their ceiling in a sense. And Thomas is so versatile that I feel like he can do that. Yeah. Right. So last year, what was their? Who did we even say was their ceiling last year? I don't even remember. Um, we said Rose was their. Ceiling. Ryan was their floor. We said Rose was their ceiling. We said Rose was the guy that takes him over the top, but he wasn't putting it together, so we stuck with. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thomas is kind of their ceiling this year, and he's versatile, and he. he is a guy that physically can play with anybody in the country. Yeah, and he's so, less, he's he's not a wild card like Rosewood. Yeah, so he's gonna have to be that guy. So he's gonna have to make all conference first team if they're gonna win this thing. And so all of that's gonna have to break right for him. Maybe Western loses to a lesser team in the semifinals or something. That's you're gonna absolutely have absolutely possible based on what they. Yeah, no, for doing. sure, for sure. Western Kentucky is not this insane team. They have flaws. They're they were stagnant on offense last year. They didn't win the tournament for God's sake. Yeah. They didn't make the tournament. So um. Yeah, if they if they can they're gonna have to hit their stride late in the season, they're gonna have to make a run and pool play. Um I think that all of that's gonna have to come true. I think that their depth is going to have to they're gonna have to stay healthy. That's a big thing as well. All right. So I'm not saying anything crazy here, but they're gonna just they're gonna have to play well. They have to stay together. They gotta stay together. Okay, so, I'm gonna uh, re-say my answer because okay, you, just made, you just and this is so you're saying answering it. Or you're answering it as though as though they went they seven finished and, seventh in the conference, right? So what? Yeah. So what can they do so, to make a run? Exactly. Okay, so 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 what I what I'm saying is they need to have figured it out. They need in their losses, they need to have figured it, it out at the end. So again, hit your stride, play your best basketball during tournament time, and if their wins are convincing, like I said, they were, and their losses are because more so of a chemistry problem and just not knowing the system as well as they yeah. they can, then I think it'll be okay. Now, if it's more of a, okay, these guys just can't win, yeah. then obviously it's a different story. But I think that they, if they want to put it together, they'll have to, one, know who their their their, their go-to guy is, whether that's Reese or, or Bell or whatever. Yeah. They have to know who their go-to guy is down the stretch. That's a good point. They can't have, like Ryan, can't, Ryan, Javion I don't think can be their go-to guy. You can't have a guy that's so limited. You have to have a guy that's dynamic on offense to be your go-to guy. Um, and Zach has to be playing on another level than he was last year because to be at that, because he was masked a lot by Ryan. Ryan was able to stop a lot of guys from getting to him to begin with. So Zach has to be able to really just, I mean, protect the rim on his own in a certain sense. Yeah. All right. Um, and there's no chance of this team making a tournament without winning the tournament, right? Making the NCAA tournament without winning the tournament. I mean, unless the conference, unless they go undefeated in conference. See, but I mean, like Western Kentucky was borderline top twenty-five, and then they. The thing lost is, with Western though, is they lost. Yeah, no, they they, they didn't. Lo- they weren't perfect. By any yeah, means. and they didn't win. I mean, they lost conference games. Yeah. So give me a percentage chance of this team making the NCAA tournament. That's Not contingent on anything that you've said, predicted already. Just what are the so, chances so entering the year? What are the odds of them making the NCAA tournament? Shoot, three percent, five percent. Somewhere around there. See, okay, yes. But then I'm thinking, like, it is a tournament. Right, and again, anything. That's why I'm saying, that's why I was putting it in the perspective of if they're the seventh seed, yeah. how can I see them move up? This Okay, let me put it this way. This team has the talent to be as good as anybody. Yeah. Based on what we've seen and what we've heard so far. But it's if they can put it together. And I'm thinking that they'll be able to put it together by the end. Yeah. And then they can compete with a, you know, I don't know who the seventh seed plays. In, in Conference USA because they do their tournament. They play the 10 and then they play the 2. So it might be like a... So like I could see them if Western's the 2 or yeah. whoever's the 2. Yeah. I could see them matching up with them. Whereas last year, if they're playing the 2 like WK last year, yeah. it just wasn't going to... 
Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. So this team, talent-wise, I feel like has the ability to do it. It's just that they had to be playing their best basketball and understand everyone's roles yeah. and know what they have to do to win. Yeah. Um. So you said about 5%? Yeah, 5%, 5% chance. Yeah, I'd, I'd go around there. I'd say about 8% chance of them making the tournament this year uh, just because if they can get like a 4-5 or five seed or something like that, then I think they'll be playing well enough to where they'll have a shot at it. Yeah. And I don't think anyone comes to say because you look at it, West Kentucky's – the, the, the prohibitive favorites, right? 13 of... Again, talent-wise, they, yes. they underperformed last year. Yes, but they are the favorites by far this year. Second is UTSA, La Tech, UTEP, Old Dominion. Those are basically like the next up. And then you have UAB who has like Zach Bryan and guys like that. But they lost guys too. Those are all the teams ahead of North Texas in the, uh, in the preseason coaches pool. If North Texas plays well and they figure it out, they can compete with any of those guys. And so I'm interested to see. I think I'll put it at about 8%. I might go as high as 10%. Yeah. One out of every 10. I mean, I say Western's probably at a 45%. And that's just, that's more so because which is of high, the rest of the but, conference than it is themselves. Yeah, 40, 40% or so. But uh, yeah, so uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting. And we'll see if they can make it. Uh, now, even if make the NIT, I'm still hype. <laughs> Now that's another conversation. Oh, if yes, if they're right. able to beat like an Oklahoma or uh, Arkansas, yeah, say they beat one of those two and teams, and they come in like and, second and, and they make the second conference the championship com- game, yeah, you can give me nit all day. Oh, with that, I would love the nit, love it. People sleep on the nit. Nit is some real teams. No, in no, it. no. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. All right, Colin. I think we've done it. We have completely previewed this basketball team and on to Oklahoma Christian. Yes. <laughs> Let's do it. But no, yeah, this will be, you can listen to this podcast all the way up until VCU, I think. And then even past VCU, because I think there's going to be, I mean, we'll be recording podcasts next weekend. Yeah. But I think you can listen to this anytime and you're going to get something good out of it. It'll be really interesting to see looking back throughout the season on what we said now. Yeah. Because last year we kind of, a lot's going to change. Yeah. Hopefully not because of injury this year though. Yeah. So. All right, Colin, we did it. This team is previewed. Season starts in two days. Uh, If you haven't yet, go check out all my player previews. I'm finishing them them up. I have to actually go home right now and write more, uh, which will be fun. Leave us a rating on Apple. Uh, f- subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well and on uh, SoundCloud. Tell your friends. Tell your family about us. Tell all your North Texas friends about us. Um, just get the word out there, and let's let's have a good basketball season. I'm, we're hyped for basketball season. As you can tell, we do very in-depth conversations about basketball. Send us your questions. Uh so, Become a follower or become a subscriber on mingreen247.com. Follow us on Twitter at mingreen247, CJH Mitchell, Matthew Bruni underscore. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, we will talk to you all next week. We're going to see how they play against Oklahoma Christian and VCU. But until, until next week, y'all have a good one. <laughs>